Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name is Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my podcast. Pumped to be here. This is episode three, um, and it's been an interesting um, couple days, couple weeks, and you know, as we get into a couple episodes further into the podcast, you know, just wanted to share some early struggles that you know I, I come up with and. Really, you know, you, you have a lot of cool ideas, right, um, for a podcast, and it's all it's all imaginary, it's all in your head, it's not actually out there just yet, and then you start recording episodes, and you realize that, like, in order for this to be effective, you gotta be consistent, right, you gotta be consistent, um, gotta be able to produce content, and then the question is, is, like, how do you produce content? Right? How do you produce content? How is it that I'm gonna be able to share content with you guys each and every time I, I record? You know, I still haven't decided on if I'm gonna do a date or just releasing episodes when I want. You know, it's all a work in progress, but I'm just having fun with it. And you know, like I said, a little early struggle is what kind of content am I gonna put on here? I knew, but now the process is how do I organize it, streamline it so that you know, it's effective and precise, and I, um, yeah, I've now gone to a point where I feel confident in my process, so that's why episode three is rocking and rolling, right? So part of the show, you know, the most of the show, you know, I'm a, I'm a professional fitness trainer, and I'm not just going to talk about fitness on this podcast. You know, I'm going to have fun with it, and we're definitely going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about fitness today and some tips, but we're really going to chop it up with some hot takes, you know, talk about some sports, you know, have some bullshit conversations, bring some guests on, you know, just just tell stories, have fun with it, you know, maybe talk money, talk business, talk the market, you know, I want to talk a little market today, you know, me personally, um, you know, I love playing in the stock market, you know, I love the financials and, and, and saving money and investing, and that's definitely something I'm going to talk about for sure. Um, so, and it's important, you know, that I kind of tell you guys my, my interests and my hobbies, you know, as, as early and often as possible. So you don't think it's like too random that I'm bringing up, you know, something about a stock or a bond or an ETF or, you know, whatever it is, right. You know, so if you're interested in, in finances or sports and kind of just having fun, clowning around, making money, talking business, um, you know, entrepreneur lifestyle, lax, low stress, good nutrition, you know, pod, then this is definitely, you know, something for you. Nice, good, clean in fitness trainer, organic podcast, you know, should be a good one. Um, <clears throat> you know, should be a good one. Really excited about everything and um, things are, are good. Things are good. Yeah, and you know, the first thing I'm going to talk about that's not like so deep and serious like my my last couple other episodes is any of my my viewers NBA fans, any of my viewers NBA fans, you know, how do you guys feel about, you know, sports, right? You know, for me personally, when all the sports got shut down, I was devastated, you know. Me personally, big LeBron guy, right? So really locked in to Lakers right now and them winning that championship 
Really excited about that. Really excited that they are playing again, right? But when they first got shut down, it was like, you know, like someone was literally taking something away from me. Like, I was devastated. Like, who else was devastated like I was when the NBA got taken from me, right? So, you know, that's real painful. You know, my take on the NBA playoffs right now is Lakers all day. Lakers all day. Um, you know, I'm a big LeBron guy. I'm originally from the Northeast. I'm originally from Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut. So Stanford, Connecticut is a New York City metropolitan, like is a suburb of New York City. And Connecticut is like really split into two parts where they refer to where they're from, right? So one half of Connecticut says that they're from Boston. The other half says that they're from New York. I'm part of the side that says they're from New York. And I'm a big New York sports guy. You know, that being said, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan, right? So if the Knicks and the Lakers played each other in the NBA Finals this year, I would be rooting for the Knicks, 100%. That being said, I don't think I'll ever see the Knicks win a championship in my entire life. Like, that's truly how I feel. I think the Knicks are one of the worst organizations in all sports. Complete laughing stock. Right up there with like Cleveland Browns esque and New York Mets and New York Jets for sure. Um, but you know, I love them at the same time. Um, I actually really fucking hate them, probably a lot more than I love them. But you know, they're my team. I just hate how it's just a, a constant merry-go-round of um, guys just not knowing what they're doing at the executive and coaching level. You know, the Knicks are literally the worst drafting team. Ever. Really, I think so. I think so. They literally can't get a draft pick right. And if they do, they ruin the relationship or they trade them. Um, the Knicks truly are a joke. In the modern era, I know the Knicks used to be a stellar, stellar team. The Knicks used to be savage, but now, nah. So right now, I'm super focused on the Lakers. And I like a lot of other teams, too. I like a lot of other teams, too. Not a Celtics fan. Not a Celtics fan. Not a Boston guy. Not a Boston guy, right? Really big Yankees fans, so I really hate the Red Sox. Really hate the Red Sox. So if you're a Boston fan, Boston Red Sox fan, in regards to baseball, we can't get a lot, we can't agree on it quite about anything. But that being said, I'm gonna put something on the record here for football. So I'm a Giants fan, New York Giants all day. Um, but you know, I don't hate the Patriots. I don't hate the Patriots. You can't hate greatness. Can't, can't, you know, you cannot argue that Tom Brady is the, you know, the, the, the GOAT as the, like, champ, like the MJ GOAT, right? Where, you know, he's no, even the Peyton Manning, right? Even though I, would, I personally would take Peyton Manning in a backyard football game any day of the week over Tom Brady, for sure, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Tom Brady had a better career than Peyton Manning. Um, you know, I definitely would take Peyton Manning for my team, like just organically, like as a quarterback, quarterback. But Tom Brady's the goat. It's there's no there's no debate. And you know when it comes to football, it's just fun watching a team dominate another team. So to watch literally the Patriots just crush opponents, you know, crush the Jets, crush the Dolphins, crush the Bills for like 20 straight years is quite entertaining. Couldn't imagine being a fan of any of those teams. Um, probably an awful experience. Couldn't imagine being like a a Mets. Jets and Knicks fan, like brutal, brutal sports life. You're living there for sure. Um, 
But, you know, the past couple of years have been really brutal for me and my sports teams. Like, if it wasn't for the Yankees, I'd pretty much just have awful teams everywhere. You know, I went to Indiana University, so Hoosier sports are pretty decent. But when it comes to basketball, you know, they've underachieved my entire time I've ever been with them, no, no doubt. And then football teams, just a, it's the same thing every year. You know, it's just not much hope there. But, you know, can't say never, right? Can't say never. So go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers, and that's just like a little little taste of, of my style for sports. You know, some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna hate it. Uh, it's all good. I, I'm I'm ready for it. So that that's pretty legit. I think the Lakers are gonna win the championship. Um, you know, I don't think the Clippers got this. Um, you know, everyone's talking about how how deep the Clippers are, um, and that's cool. But there's only one basketball, and um, I don't think. I don't think the Lakers, LeBron, and AD combo can be beat. I don't think it could be beat. Um, but I like, I love a lot of the other opponents. And, you know, I probably have to have a conversation with someone here to actually like, talk about other teams. But, yeah, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of other teams in the NBA, too, no doubt. But, you know, where my head's at, where my head's at there, for sure. Um, you know, go Lakers, baby. I think the playoffs start, you know, playoffs start, and they're playing the Blazers. Who are hot, and I'm actually pretty worried about the Blazers. Um, I, you know, I'm actually really worried about the Blazers. Like, if Melo can really play like, like a revived Melo, and everyone just clicks and they're healthy, they're dangerous. So, hope the Lakers can take care of business early on that one and, and hold that down and, and hold that down. You know, the next thing I want to the jump on is you know is the market. You know, I'm a big market guy. Who else out there is a big market? market person, guy or gal. You know, I started trading back in 2014, so six years. And I used to use Fidelity. You know, Fidelity's still a good platform, still a good platform, but I use Robinhood. I use Robinhood, so big fan of that platform. I think it makes trading so simple, so easy, um... You know, I've been using that platform literally since it's 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 founding. So I was like one of the founding members. I was on the wait list when it was first getting released. You know, no trading commissions you have to pay, which is just phenomenal. Totally changed the way everything is done in in, in trading and, and in the stock market between these companies. And I love that innovative touch. They dis- they completely disrupted the market and. A lot of people doubt them, and they just continue to be stable. And my money feels good in there. You know, I made, you know, I made a lot of money in, in there. You know, I made a lot of money in the stock market. Um, a lot of people try to lecture me on the stock market as, oh, it's risky, it's risky. You know, be careful, be careful. You know, but you know, at the same time, no one really, you know, don't lecture me when you don't know like my approach. You don't think I know that the market is risky, huh? Like, yeah, I know, the market's risky. I've heard that a million times, right? But the thing is, if you have your head wrapped around the concept of what's going on, it's at, it's not as risky as you think, right? So for my people who are listening and are completely, you know, clueless about trading, it, it of course it's more complicated when you want to be an elite, you know, you know, financial person. But in the end, it comes down to this, right? You pick a, a, a financial account, right? You put your money in the account, like a savings account, right? So similar to you open up a bank account and putting money in a savings account. 
but your savings account has pretty much practically zero interest, right? So it's pointless to keep it there. In addition, these banks like to put fees on a savings account. It's so ridiculous. So you put your money in like a Fidelity or a Robinhood or an E-Trader or something, and you don't have to buy anything right away, right? It's, it's simply putting yourself in a position to capitalize on an opportunity when it comes across your face, right? So you're simply setting yourself up for a, a moment to make easy money, right? Because if you know how to listen for the right things and you obtain the right information and you have the right conversations, sometimes transactions are super obvious and they kind of just come smacking you across the face and then boom, you just made some easy money, right? You don't overthink it, right? You buy a stock at its price, it either goes up or down. And that's it, right? If it goes down, you're losing money. If it goes up, you're making money. None of those gains are permanent. None of the gains or losses are permanent until you sell, right? So if it goes, like if you buy a price at 20 and it goes all the way down to 10, you know, there's no need to freak out necessarily if you have confidence in your research that this is a good company and it's going to do the right things, right? So then it'll go up because, you know, no one wakes up every day being like, you know, I'm just going to be half-assed today. Or no one owns a company be like, you know, I'm, I only feel like doing like 80% of the work today. Like, no. Like, yes, yeah, some people naturally do that because not everyone's good at working and being legit, but no one's intentions are to be subpar. And that attitude is what always fuels the market up in the end because we all wake up and grind every single day. We wake up and we grind every day. And it's great to reward yourself for your consistency, but you have to understand that it never ends. You always have to be consistent and you always want more. We always want more, right? So in the end, the market's always going to trend up because we're always striving for greater. And... You know, I don't need a pro stock trader or someone in finance to lecture me on, 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 on my takes because while I know I'm not, you know, a double black diamond expert, right, I'm pretty good, right, because I've made a lot of money and I've lost very little, but, you know, I've missed out on some gains, right, being too conservative because I know how to play aggressive in savings but conservative in spending if that makes any sense, right? So pretty much you're, you, you love to save the money you're making, right? So if you're consistent with paychecks, it's always smart to take a chunk of that money and put it in a savings account, right? It adds up real quick if you're consistent in getting paid and being responsible and paying off all your stuff, right? So you continuously put money into your, your portfolio trading account and wait for obvious situations to buy or sell. And then you buy, and then your gains are exponentially greater than in the savings account. Of course, you have to buy the right things. So you can't be reckless in what you're buying, but you can always set yourself up for greatness in your account. Like in Robinhood, right? I've built up a really big portfolio and credibility, so I've got some really cool features. One feature is I can earn interest on my cash when it just sits there way larger than in any savings account in my bank. And that is if I don't even trade at all, right? So, you know, being financially savvy is a lot easier than people think. All it takes is just having that mindset that you love to save money 
and then you want to make investments and you really just have to believe in yourself. You have to truly have that mindset that you're confident in what you're doing, right? So you're investing in yourself because you are confident in what you're doing. If you're confident in what you're doing, you're going to accomplish that task, right? Unless something catastrophic happens or you just like, you're just the person who says you're going to do something, then you just don't do it, which there are a lot of those people out there. So, you know, if some, if you're one of those people, then that's an issue, right? You know, that's an issue that's going to hold you back. So you really just want to set yourself up for, you know, just being, just being in a right situation. You want to save up money. And when you do it correctly, your money adds up in compound interest. That means it starts to multiply. It doesn't start to add up. It starts to multiply. So if anyone wants to, you know, multiply their money um, in their savings account, I recommend, you know, reaching out and I will send you my link to what I use to trade. And, um, you know, it's really good. You know, it's going to give you a free stock and it's a really simple platform. You know, any beginners, I encourage Robinhood. I, I encourage Robinhood. I think it's that's my recommendation. So I'll put my link out there for people and um, use it. Use it. Ho- hopefully it helps and hopefully it gets you going the right direction. I know I've helped a lot of people by sharing my link in the past. So, you know, that's my take on that. And, you know, I want to re- talk, talk about one quick little thing, you know, with the, with the market and and that's artificial intelligence. Is anyone freaked out about artificial intelligence? You know, as a business owner, you know, I like the idea of artificial inte- uh, intelligence. You know, I, I have one part-time like employee right now. So, you know, I like the idea of keeping that overhead low and where, you know, not overdoing man labor. You know, I, I want to be able to provide really cool jobs for people. Because I've been in really lousy jobs and I just think there's a huge gap between cool jobs and then corporate jobs, right? There's not enough in the middle or there is and they're like super hidden. So I definitely want to be a job creator. You know, the idea of artificial intelligence for a business sounds really cool. But then it's like scary, dude, that the idea that people, you know, aren't going to be working anymore because people are going to be like just outsourced. Like, robots are going to replace people and be just so much more effective. That's a scary concept. Reason why I'm mentioning that is I read an article about retailers and really amplifying their process of artificial intelligence and like their stores and keeping things racked up and, and, and inventory and e-commerce. And, you know, retail is a, is a, is a market where that's really man labor heavy or used to and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, you know, it's part of the market, right? So, you know, some early tips here is that I, I'm not really invested in too many, you know, re- too much retail. Um, I'm invested in a couple retail companies for a couple reasons. You know, Lululemon, Nike are a couple of retail companies that I'm invested in. And that's because they're taking a very dynamic approach. And I really am fans of those companies. And um, I like what they do. And I just, you know, I, you know, long term, they're just, their mindset is up, up, up. So, you know, as a trader, I have had success investing in Nike and, um, Nike and Lululemon. And 
when I make a recommendation, that doesn't mean like go out and buy right away. You know, you want to take what I have to say as information to make a educated decision about yourself. So, you know, any disclaimer, right? You know, don't just go and buy Nike and Lululemon. You have to do your research on them. You have to like the price and you have to know, you know, what you're doing in regards to putting your money there. But those are like the only two companies I'm investing in retail wise because, you know, they're really good businesses, really good business models. But you no, know, yeah, like a lot of retail companies going going under and replacing people and then, you know, just living in some kind of crazy controlled environment and that scares me, you know, especially with with everything that's going on right now. Like it's crazy. So, you know, just try and bring value, guys. If you bring value, you know, you will never be replaced, even by a robot. Really learn to bring value and you know, if you do that, no one can ever replace you in any business and and then you just know that nothing can stop you. When you learn the concept of what value you bring to the economy, you can't be stopped in any type of recession, pandemic, um, or or anything. And you know, hopefully this next topic we talk about brings you some value. You know, the fitness topic of of the day, you know, is about should you eat before workout, right? You know, should you eat before workout? Um, you know, first of all, we're, we're in the year 2020, and I don't want to bring that up to remind you how shitty 2020 was, but to remind you that we're in a very modern time, right? So there's a lot of information and technology out there, um, a lot of credible research. So any of the fitness information I give you, you know, is just what works for me, what I've learned over my years and what works for my clients, right? So there's more than one way to do everything, you know, burn fat, lose weight, gain muscle, become an athlete, be flexible, all of those things, right? There's more than one way. So these are just the ways that I like to do them with me and my clients. And I've worked with a lot of clients. So I've built up a lot of experience, trial and error on myself as an athlete as a kinesiology major, um, you know, and, and all the experiences that I've gotten, um, you know, my take on should you eat before a workout is it totally depends. It totally depends on what you're looking to accomplish. If you're looking to burn fat and lose weight, right, I absolutely recommend working out on an empty stomach as often as you can while being comfortable, right? You don't want to be uncomfortable when you're working out. You know, for me personally, when I'm working out on an empty stomach and I'm too hungry, I, these days, these days, I can't really focus too hard on my workout. So with my particular goals, which is really maintaining my body weight, getting stronger, um, getting tighter, but getting stronger. So that means I'm trying to increase strength without getting heavier necessary, trying to be more impactful. Um, I like to eat, you know, maybe a little something before I work out. Not necessarily, but I just don't like being hungry, right? I'm 175, 5'10", um, strong dude, right? So I like to eat a little snack, not right before because then that's not going to sit well, right? But, you know, if I'm going to eat something like right before, it's going to be something that sits pretty good, like a granola bar, you know, like, you know, some fruit, you know, some, some something light, something light. Something that's going to give you energy though, right? You don't want to eat something that gives you energy but not good energy. You want optimal energy, right? So 
that, you know, I like to have a little snack, not be hungry. But if you're trying to lose weight and burn fat, you know, you want to go into that workout on an empty stomach. You're, you're pretty much in a fat burning state at that point, And you're just compounding the effect of the fat burning process, right? There's the word compound. Now we're multiplying the effect, right? Because we're like, we're using multiple factors here. Like multiple things are happening when you work out on an empty stomach, right? Your, your insulin's not being used. You're burning fat. You know, your, your, your body is running on fumes and not fumes as in like you're going to drop dead, but you know, it's, it's saying, yo, I'm, I'm, I, you need to recharge me, right? Cause your work, if, if you started the workout on low and now you're working, breaking down your body, right? So I really encourage what you really focus on is what you put in your body after your workout, right? Regardless of weight loss or if you want to burn body fat, right? Because now your body is so desperate on the cellular level to consume whatever it is you're going to put it in your body, right? So it's up to you what you let your body touch when it's fair game, free and empty, right? I like to think of my body as empty when I'm about to put some, some, some nutrition in my body after workout, right? I love that. I look forward to working out to do my post-workout routine, which is a variety of different things. I mix it up. The key is to always mix up everything with a, a, salt of, a sprinkle of consistency. And regardless if you're trying to gain weight or, or stay the same or lose weight, you want to really treat your post-workout routine as a sacred routine. Something that you love and look forward to doing. You want your fitness and your health routine to be something that you look forward to doing consistently for the rest of your life. You know, I tell people this and they like look at me, big eyes, freaked out, right? And I'm like, relax. Like, is this breaking news, right? That you're going to live for a long time, right? You know, always reward yourself for your consistency and, and your accomplishments. But at the same time, you know, you want to celebrate those wins not too long because you know the grind never ends regardless of what level in life you're you're in and unless you're in some crazy financial situation and you're at peace with not doing shit anymore right the grind never stops right so you want to be relentlessly consistent right and that's what is going to create results consistency creates a synergetic effect in the body that with consistency, your body transforms, right? So, con- you know, being consistent with what you put in your body before your workout, what you do during your workout, and after your workout, day in and day out, is super, super important, right? The snacks vary on what you're trying to do, but again, rounding back out to should you eat before a workout? Sure. Or, sure, don't. You know, if you're hungry, eat something. If you're, if you're feeling good, don't. If you're sick, definitely have some water or, or eat something, right? Um, you know, that's, that's just the main thing, you know, and then lastly, you know, one way I like to go about weight loss, you know, when we're talking about empty stomach is focusing on building muscle. And I'm not talking about big bulky muscle. I'm talking about just the muscle that God gave us on our body, right? When, when your muscles are properly fed and the nutrition is properly there, um, and they are properly built, you know, muscles are the the key to just about everything in the body 
you know, your muscles suck fat out of your body, right? So think of your muscles as mini generators throughout your entire body, and they suck fat. And your muscles suck the fat right up. The muscles are what suck the fat off your body, right? So if your muscles are well-maintained consistently for days, weeks, months at a time, <clears throat> it's going to suck the fat off your body because it, because it needs the fat to maintain itself, to just simply function, to simply exist. They need the fat <clears throat> and they need to be well-maintained or they're just going to shrink, right? And then when you have muscles, it's actually much easier to lose weight. It's much easier to lose fat, much harder to lose weight when you're overweight than it is when you're <clears throat> just toned up with muscle. When people with muscle don't go to the gym, they tend to shrink because they haven't, they're not lifting weights anymore and they lose weight. And when someone doesn't have muscle on their body they, and they don't go to the gym and they don't pay attention to what they're doing, they get fat because all of the food and all the water and everything they, they consume gets converted into fat. <clears throat> you know, I have a really great protein supplement that I give to all of my clients and um, I give this to them by choice because it's the best that I have. You know, I can choose anything I want to give to my people. I can make my own formula. I can outsource it. I can do whatever I want, but it makes no sense to do my own thing when I know that there's way better product out there. So I'm simply giving my clients and my, my customers the best product that I have or I would replace what I have for something else. So my protein is the best. It's so clean and efficient and it helps with weight loss like no other. You know, And I'll go into that more in detail and I'll send you guys a link because you know, we're wrapping up and that's the end of episode three. Thank you guys again for tuning into the Jammin' Show. I am pumped about everything that's going on. And until next time, guys, talk to y'all later.